0: Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And what I'd like to do today is share four investment rules that you can follow to help you through times of higher uncertainty and volatility. You may recall that I did a episode back in May where I was sort of warning investors to prepare for lots of bad news. Uncertainty and market volatility, and luckily the market hasn't disappointed. That's exactly what we've got, uh, due to a a bunch of reasons, including inflation, supply chain issues, rising interest rates, all those sorts of things, Uh, and of course that prediction was correct. And I think we've got more volatility to come over coming months as well. Uh, It's possible at the moment that all you see is problems and risks and concerns. But I reckon five years from now, we'll look back at 2022 uh, and see lots of perhaps missed opportunities. I'm not sure, maybe opportunities, because as Mr. Warren Buffett says, the rear vision mirror is always much clearer than the windscreen. And so I just wanted to share these four rules that uh, will help you really make really good quality investment decisions through times of higher uncertainty. Now, before I get into talking about these rules, I just want to talk about a couple, make a couple of uh, points before I get there. Uh, The first one is that there's uh, lots of different charts and tables uh, available on the internet. You just do a Google search. Uh, I've got a, a link to one example in the show notes, of course, that demonstrate how powerful it is if you miss the 10 best days in the market. So if you think about You know, if you've invested in the share market for, say, 10 years, and over that 10-year period, if you subtract the 10 best days, you know, only 10 days, uh, your return overall across that period of time is half. And really, the lesson is that you've got to stay invested and you've got to ride the wave of the best days and the bad days, the good days and the bad days, I should say, um, to enjoy the full return. And you only need to miss just a couple of days, 10 out of 10 years, uh, and it has a dramatic impact on your returns. Uh, and I think this point is really eloquently made by another chart that a Fund Manager Dimensional has put together that shows the subsequent returns after a 10% market decline, a 20% market decline, and a 30% market decline. And when you, if you have a look at subsequent one, three, and five-year returns... They're all positive, and in fact, five-year subsequent returns uh, range between 50 and 70%. So it really does show that you, firstly, you need to stay invested, and secondly, often great returns follow times of higher uncertainty and higher volatility, and that is true not only in the share market, whilst I'm talking about share market examples, just because this, the data is so readily available, uh, it's true in all asset classes. Okay, the second point I want to make is that volatility is normal. Now, volatility is always caused by unique and unpredictable events. By definition, an event has to be unique and unpredictable to cause that volatility. So whilst every time is different, in a way it's all the same because it's really just something that surprised the market. Um, Because all the predictable events are systematically reflected in share prices, So volatility is normal and it should be expected. In fact, it's a very important part of price discovery within the market. So things need to trade regularly in order for the prices to fully reflect current risks and opportunities. And in fact, volatility actually aids investing uh, through two ways. Firstly, long horizon mean reversion. So volatility creates investment opportunities, uh, you know, where where assets are, are priced attractively. And then secondly, uh, through dollar cost averaging, you know, it allows us to invest in the market over time. Uh, sometimes uh, stocks will be expensive, other times stocks will be cheaper. We get to spread that timing risk out. Now, the final point I wanted to make before I get into the four rules that I want to share with you uh, that will really make life a lot easier, hopefully, is the that no one uh, has ever developed a reliable, predictable methodology in order to predict what will happen in the short term to different asset classes. So, the, the truth is, no one knows. No one knows whether bonds, shares, property will perform better over the next two or three months. And so, really, when making investment decisions, that has to be your starting assumption that no one really knows. And if you agree with that thesis, then really your only response can be to focus on the long term because focus, focusing on the short term is not going to help. No one knows. So really, and also I would argue it's not even relevant um, unless you're only investing for the next three months, in which case that's very relevant. But if you're investing to maximise returns over the next five to ten years, then really what happens in the next two or three months is completely irrelevant. Okay, which is a really good segue into the first investment rule. But before we get into that, essentially what I'm proposing is that a rules-based approach towards investing really helps us make good quality financial decisions because it means if we follow the rules, we know our decisions won't be influenced by our emotions. And that's why it really, it really resonates with me to have these rules-based approach. Okay, so let's get into the first rule. The first rule is play the long game. Now, I've written about playing the long game literally hundreds of times it's a simple concept, but often difficult to follow. It's a simple concept because it's rooted in sound logic and evidence. You know, focus on long-term, maximise long-term returns, it makes sense. But it can be difficult to follow because there always seems a good reason why you should listen to the current sort of short-term media rhetoric. You know, maybe this time's different, maybe the doomsday of predictions will be correct. All these sorts of fears kind of jump around in our head, but we know that um, making decisions, financial decisions, based on influence by emotions is not a great thing. In fact, it's proven that our cognitive abilities reduce significantly in a higher emotional state. So you can't have high emotion and high cognition at the same time. It's one or the other. And it makes sense that good cognition, logical decision-making, aids good quality investment decisions. So really, by playing the long game, what it really mean is ask yourself the five-year time horizon question. What is the best investment you can make that's going to maximise your returns over the next five years? Because it will really help you drown out any short-term noise and really focus on those long-term fundamentals. The second thing you can do in times of higher uncertainty is buy assets that are cheap or assets that allow you to manufacture capital growth. Uh, because that way you're not just relying on the market trend over time to deliver returns, you either rely on mean reversion or ability to add value in order to generate better returns. Let me explain that a bit further. So uh, let me give you a couple examples. So for for example, investing in shares, uh, you could target an investment methodology that's value-based. So investing in a pool of stocks that are Uh, are priced attractively. I mean, for example, if you look at Google, it's trading on a price earnings multiple of 20 times, which is rather cheap for a company that is uh, substantially high growth and is generating a lot of cash flow and very high profit margins. Um, And there's a a few index funds out there allow you to utilise that growth factor to invest in a whole bunch of companies that are similar uh, like Google. Or another example in share markets is targeting geographical or sub-asset class uh, segments. So, for example, uh, emerging markets are cheap at the moment. Emerging markets are trading on a PE multiple of around 10 times, uh, which is really cheap compared to developed markets that are trading on PE multiples of 17 times. Now, emerging markets are higher growth uh, segments, so arguably they should be trading on higher PEs than uh, developed markets. When it comes to investing in property, direct property, of course, Uh, of course, it's important to buy an investment-grade property. But if you can buy something that is uh, one at or below intrinsic value, so don't overpay for property, particularly in more volatile times. I mean, think that's a general rule for any time, really. Um, But if you can target properties where you've got scope to add value, where there's room to add value, well, again, you don't need to rely on the general market conditions to. Um, push the price of your property higher, you can manufacture that growth. So what I'm talking about there is really capital improvements, uh, spending most of your money on land value, because uh, you can never really change the land in terms of quality, quantity, location, etc. But what you can change is the dwelling on that land. And you can always change that at any time in the future, but you'll have to live with the locality, type and size of the land that you buy Uh, for for the time that you own it. There's nothing you can do about that. So skewing towards land value uh, and making sure that you you don't overpay for property is critical in times of higher volatility. My third rule, uh, which is somewhat interrelated to rule number one, play the long game, uh, is don't try and time markets. And I think this is probably something um, people fall foul of. You know, this is probably the most common mistake No one can pick the bottom of the market, so don't bother trying. Uh, If you're going to invest in shares, then I would say diversify your timing risk and invest in shares over several months rather than ad hoc or uh, in really large lump sums. Uh, Of course, that's difficult to do with property, but that's really just about making sure you buy a quality asset at a fair price or, or below. And sometimes it's possible, particularly in times of higher uncertainty, to buy well, um, not critical, but if, if you can execute that, that's great. Uh, in fact, I came across a, uh, a quote um, uh, recently that, I, that really resonated with me with respect to this in terms of timing markets, and I'll read it to you now. Unless you can buy a stock at the exact bottom, in brackets, which is next to impossible, you will, you will be down at some point after making every investment. Your success entirely depends on how dispassionate you are towards short-term price fluctuations. It's a great quote because it shows that, look, most of us, we're going to buy some stocks. At some point, we're going to be down because we can't pick the bottom of the market. But as long as you don't care about that and you don't react to that, uh, then you're most likely to be a successful investor. And my last rule is to have faith that fundamentals don't change. You know, it's always tempting to believe that big investments will create permanent changes and substantial changes, but they rarely do. I mean, I recall listening to uh, uh, CNBC or those sorts of US financial um, programs uh, during the GFC about 14 years ago, and I remember it resonates in my mind, a, a commentator saying, that's it, business has changed, the way we do business has changed forever, Uh, And given we were in the middle of a global financial meltdown, the predictions seemed quite believable to to me at the time. But in hindsight, it shows that nothing has changed. Now, if a global financial meltdown doesn't change much, then COVID or rising interest rates or um, some supply chain issues probably isn't going to make some lasting changes. Now, there will be some lasting changes like work from home um, or a hybrid sort of office model, yes. We can see that that's uh, probably a lasting trend, Uh, but these aren't substantial changes that change investment fundamentals. So it's really important to remember that fundamentals don't change and really that today's risks or or problems uh, probably won't even be on the radar 12 months from here, let alone five years from here. So stick to the fundamentals. In summary, once you've got a sound long-term investment strategy, the only thing that matters is having the discipline to stay the course and not get distracted by short-term rhetoric or shiny objects. Hopefully these four evidence-based rules help you do that. That's it from me for this week. Until next week, bye for now.